Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 200th, 200th, 200th episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by Apit.net and those sexy, sexy legends at Audio-Technica. I am your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere, Brendan 8-Bit. And joining me today, my partner in crime, my podcast writer, die, rolling in in grand fashion for episode 200. We're talking about Miss Ellie Hart. Find her everywhere at Miss Ellie Hart. How you doing today? Woo! We made 200. it 200. We can retire now, right? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like when when do you put a podcast out to pasture? That's that's no the idea. thing. I have no idea. There's a lot of pods out there that are still going, repping up like 800 episodes. And I'm just like, damn, like proud of 200. But then the next hurdle. What's the next hurdle? What's the next exactly. goal? Two two fifty, I think, is a big number. Tree but then it's fitting. like, yeah, where where does it end? Yeah, three fifty, five hundred, thousand, like thousand episodes. That's a lot of years. That's like ten years of podcasting. It's, yeah, that's that's literally just like letting people into your life and just oh god, aging, aging with them. Yeah, You're doing your yeah. deathbed podcast <laughs> episodes through like eight hundred to nine hundred will be just like. Didn't do much today. All right, see you next week. <laughs> you know, just little talking, little bangers. Talking about bowel movements more than anything. Although we probably still do that now. So I was about to say, that doesn't change much. It's just maybe they become more regular. Do they get more regular as you get older or less? I think they get less. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's. I, I need some less less regular bowel movements. That's for damn sure. My, uh, my, my body and diet this past week has been a mess. And uh, subsequently, the porcelain has been equally messy. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's a story for another day because I uh, don't want you to yeah vomit up your breakfast or dinner or lunch, depending on when you're consuming this episode. Uh, but yeah, episode 200. My goodness gracious me, it has been a journey, but we've gotten here mm. in one piece. <laughs> two pieces. <laughs> two pieces. You know, three piece was a four piece down to a three piece, now two piece. Yeah. Yeah, we've gone through many changes. There's been many different uh, intros, guests, people that are permanently, and then people that have gone, come and gone. Mm -hmm. And we've had different shows, episodes, games. Now we've got a full-fledged game show. It's Uh the evolution of the Hungry Gamers. Exactly, exactly. It has been a... uh it has been quite the journey, and uh, we've got a we've got a pretty good fable history there. Uh, Two hundred and seven recorded episodes to date in the Hungry Gamers RSS feed, so that includes some spoiler casts. Obviously, the Hungry Game Show is parked there for now, and then the usual THG centric episodes as well. So, uh, oh. yeah, a bucket load of content. But uh, I guess guess we should we should kick it how we always do, and maybe ask what we've been up to this past fortnight because uh, we did have a week off between drinks. So, uh, yeah, tell me the things. What have you been doing? What have you been seeing, eating, whatever? The floor is yours. (laughs) So, it's tradition of 200 episodes. Why would I want to change? I'd be playing Destiny, motherfuckers. Um, (laughs) uh, So, I'm going to keep it light. I've just been playing... 
Uh, that should have been if I actually played something different, but I didn't. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go into it. I'm still loving Destiny. I'm still shit at Crucible. If anyone has tips, let me know. I have no idea. I'm great at gear, but shit at Crucible. What uh, what what guns do you have as your rotation in, in Crucible? Well, I was going with... I was switching out um, a hand cannon because, mm-hmm. like... Usually that doesn't well. I usually do a hand cannon and then an automatic. So I've got like my little pew, pew, pew gun. And then I have something that's a little bit more chunkier that does like yep. heavier damage, but like faster as well. Because um, I'm not a shotgun person. Um, I'm also not a pulse rifle person. So I usually I go. Rivals. Yeah. I'm usually sitting on like maybe like an auto or maybe even a scout rifle. And mm-hmm. then um, I've got my uh, sword as my major as you heavy as yeah, your special my, my black talon which yeah. i the day one that i got black talon like this specific specific one i've kept it i've kept it with me the entire time because it's just it's a good just, looking sword too it's a good looking sword but the, i don't know like the one that i have is just like it's awesome it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. does some damage but yeah but it's not working like this rollout that i usually do for gambit it's not working for crucible at all so i Apparently, I did the dog move and I brought out my trust. Apparently, oh, you don't bring okay. out your trust. So that's that's bad meta. My, apparently, apparently. So, but I just I need all the help I can get. Uh. Yeah. S- send your tips and tricks in. Mine when I when I, when I play Crucible, I'm always about just rate ra- rate of fire is what I'm looking for. So I was mm. always submachine gun as a primary and then assault rifle as my secondary. So it was just auto fire max bullets. And just sort of try and sponge damage and do as much damage at the same time as, as my little Titan. So, but then yeah. a sword on my back too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think my biggest problem, or well, how I used to play, is I'm pretty certain that I, like, I had a really like strong um, scout. So it doesn't go as fast, but like you know, it it does a good speed better than a sniper. But it also had higher impact. So mm-hmm. all you had to do was just land like a couple of headshots, and you were good. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just running with the wrong gear, but maybe, maybe it's because I just don't play it. Uh, <laughs> you could, because you can, you could masterworks them to to change their little rollout too. That yeah. could maybe well, my boost cannons, the right stat. Two of my hand cannons, the masterworks. Um, okay, but I don't know. I just maybe the crucible is just too like. There are people that just strictly do crucible, and maybe they're just constantly running it. And there's mm. um, freaking. Not Trials of Osiris, but the other one that I don't do. Iron Banner is currently on as well, so everyone's sweaty. I love the Iron Banner just because you get that sweet, sweet armor. Mm. I love the armor sets they have. Never participated in Iron Banner. I still run the Iron Banner chest on my Titan because he's got the like the fluffy <laughs> like neck roll on the back of like a big um, like knight armor piece. It looks so good. Yeah, I'm still rolling my old gear because um, I've made my character, my hunter, look like Scarecrow. From, um, oh, nice. Yeah, so I've just been rolling that and just powering that up. I don't like change. But, um, yeah, I, like I said, still enjoying it. So um, hopefully it can, you know, keep on keeping on until the new content comes out in September. So I've yeah, still got some time. I think it's early September. Yeah, yeah, so... It's not far away. Not far away, no. And uh, on the side, like, you know how you always have to have a side game that kind of just you chill out to? I'm playing Prison Architect as my side game. 
I don't know why it's my stupid thing where I like organization and order and like you know everything having its place I don't know why I like that sort of game and why I find it relaxing but I do what are you playing it on because it's on everything these days oh, right I only ever have played it on pc I don't understand how people could play these kind of games on console because yeah the maneuvering. navigating a pseudo yeah, mouse exactly so I've only ever played it on pc I'm loving it at the moment because you can play with women's prison now i've always been used to like male prison and the women's mm-hmm. prison's great except for i think it's glitched because in the male one if the the guys are like working out sometimes they take their tops off and i noticed playing it the women got naked like they got their tits out and they're like oh, working wow. out and i'm like huh that's not right that has to be a glitch especially because um they also have like a maternity area like women with babies Okay. And I like I just set up a boxing gym and so they can work out and then next you know I noticed this naked woman on the weights bench while holding a baby naked. Oh, wow. Just like and I'm just like this mm, mm. multitasking at its well, finest right there. Well exactly and you know women are great at it but just the clothes off maybe she didn't want to get them dirty. That makes maybe. sense. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, because obviously some of them do have like the laundry rolls and things like that mm. in those prisons. Yeah. So yeah, does that for a living? Doesn't want to have to worry about it while she's uh pumping iron and breastfeeding at the same time. Oh, you know what? That's probably what she's doing: breastfeeding mm. and pumping iron. <laughs> uh, Power to them. Yeah, right. But um, yeah, love the game. It's like I said, it's it's my relaxing game, which probably sounds crazy to some people but like for me it's my like i just want to relax and play video games so i load that up i guess because i know what i'm in for yeah and and then world builders are like that like mm. i think it is kind of a little bit of a a sort of chilled out mode where you are just cruising around the world is yours literally and mm. it's just fun to to sort of either mess with the people or give them the best life and and just sort of see what what you know? This was this was Minecraft, I guess, before Minecraft was a thing. Really, you think of SimCity and stuff like that. This was sort of how we used to cut our teeth on mm. these these rando simulators. And this game's been out what five years? I think it's been out yeah, a while. It's been out quite some time. I've been playing like it feels like I've been playing this game for quite some time. Seventy five percent off currently on Steam. Oh, there you go, people. Um, I the Kickstarter for when this game just before its launch um actually had it. If you um supported like a specific tier you could actually put your name in it and be a prisoner God, that's great yeah so i need to pay more be more aware of of those random kickstarter stretch goals and things because mm. yeah i just i just want to sort of plug myself into random games all over just as nothing like i don't need to be no lead character just yeah check my name on a wall kill me give me a quest to give you you know whatever it is just something yeah immortalize yourself in a game somewhere it exactly. makes sense i get it um and the only other thing i've been playing a beta but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say what it is because i still don't know what the you know rules are but i've been playing a beta it's absolutely fun it's something that i've been looking forward to so i don't know if anyone pays attention they could probably get a rough idea but um mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been loads and loads of fun and I can't wait for when this title comes out. I think everyone will really enjoy it. Yeah, so. I'm not going to say much, but it's through a publisher, I think, whose name begins and ends with D. That's all I'm saying. Kind of, but yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's two words. <laughs> it doesn't begin and end with D. Yeah, I'm like... Ugh. Oh, goodness, it's Saturday morning. It's uh, 8.52. So uh, forgive me and my sleep-deprived state. It's almost 4 p.m. Excuse my oh, sleep depressed. 
Yeah, <laughs> in the past. In the past. Yeah, so um, all, all I've done the past couple of weeks now is I just took my time and just full level of immersion with The Last of Us Part 2. That's all I played. And I had, had Rach watch along with me so so she sort of experienced it indirectly wasn't wasn't controlling ellie or abby but was living the game and yeah so finished it uh earlier this week finally and my goodness gracious me what a journey that was like yeah the emotional toil uh toll that it took on me was was something was it a perfect game like in all aspects no no way but was it an amazing fantastic perfect piece of writing yes yes it was like the the story itself is just outweighing i guess some of the annoying loops and things that i found that they they force you force you into but yeah naughty dog and neil Druckmann and his team yeah crafted a fitting send-off if that's what this ultimately is going to be um you know no doubt with demand and money they'll the higher-ups will push for a third entry into this series because this thing's selling like bananas Uh, Mm. you know it's 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 like the fastest selling PlayStation 4 game in history now. I think it, it I think trumped so. um, Spider-Man within sort of based off first week sales, like 4 million copies in the first week, which mm. is bonkers. Was it so, got a War? It's got a what, sorry? Oh, I, th- I was trying to think who they beat. I thought it was God of War, but it could be Spider-Man. Yeah, I know. I know it was up there too. Mm. Yeah, 4 million in one week is no joke. And I can see why. Uh, we've got a full spoiler cast coming out in the next week as well. Jono and I are uh, recording that actually directly after THG 200. So uh, I won't sort of dive too deep on my thoughts here on THG episode 200. Kudos to us. Uh, but yeah, it is fantastic piece of story writing and yeah, well well deserving of a lot of the, the game of the year hype that it's getting. Like obviously we've still got some pretty big pillars to come out in the next few months with ghost of shishima with um cyberpunk 2077 i think they're the probably the two other biggest hitters that are that are making its way to stores uh throughout the rest of 2020 but yeah this game it it hit hard in a lot of ways and just the writing is phenomenal the the character developments and the character arcs like chef's kiss but that's all i'm going to say uh, keep your keep your ears and eyes peeled to the THG RSS feed because yeah there'll be a spoiler cast episode dropping sometime next week uh, with Jono and myself unpacking the game. We're gonna do we're gonna start with a non spoiler uh, review to begin and then we're gonna jump into spoilers. So for anyone that hasn't played it, you can still listen, get a bit more feedback, and then maybe shape your opinion if you're gonna play it. Uh, but anyone that has, there'll be a full spoiler. Uh, part of the episode as well following on directly after the, the non-spoiler section so uh yeah keep keep your eyes and ears peeled for that but yeah my goodness gracious what a game what a franchise and my god what a journey my my heart my heart and emotions uh mm-hmm. they're they're in they're in tatters at the moment so i'm uh piecing myself together as we speak but yeah <laughs> last was part two chef's kiss uh what is it with people now saying chef's kiss I don't know. I think I, I blame NATO because he... I was going to say the first time I really noticed it was NATO. And now Me too. I'm hearing it more. No, that, that game, as we should say, that game bops. Aw, <laughs> it does bop. Shout out to Tilby. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, his, uh, that's his version of slaps, as, um, as the kids say these days. So, yeah, the last was part two, five out of five bops. Really, really well done. But yeah, 
Check it out in detail. Hang on. So it's not perfect, but it's still five out of five. With bops. I don't know what bops. Uh, reg- yeah. In the currency exchange of. Yeah, yeah with okay. with inflation and things. Like if we're gonna if we're gonna hot take out of ten, I'm not gonna say six out of ten, but I'd say <laughs> I'd say overall with just what I took out of it, it's a solid like nine and a half for me. Like it's it's wow. pretty okay. damn special, but just a couple of things I think they could do without. Okay. So. Yeah, so still still phenomenal. And and I can see why some people would say tens or whatever. But anywho, let's talk let's talk a bit of THG. Um I thought we'd rattle off a little bit of show statistics before we weave our way through a lot of questions and audio files that uh some of our fantastic friends and fans have sent through to us, but uh I guess some some show stats for anyone that uh loves those analytics and that uh that data. Anyone that doesn't, I'm sorry. I'll try and make make this brief. But uh, the top three platforms uh, where people consume our podcast, so Apple uh, falls in at number one. So that could be iTunes itself through a, through a web browser or, or through, I mean, through a, a PC or it could be through the Apple Podcasts platform for iPhone users. Spotify comes in at number two. Oh. And then Pocket Casts comes in at number three. So nice. Pocket Casts is, is my podcast player of choice. Uh, I, love, I love me some Pocket Casts. Great little app. But uh, yeah, Apple, not surprised. It, it's still probably the standard for, for podcast consumption for most. And then Spotify is what? It's been doing podcasts now for about a year and a half, I think, maybe a little bit longer. Yeah, I think so. Like, I haven't really, um, I, I don't actually really pinpoint. I always thought that Spotify did podcasts, but I guess it has only been very recently. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, with your SoundClouds and whatnot. Yeah, SoundCloud. That's where we, that's where we began way back when. THG mm-hmm. kick things off on SoundCloud as we were clueless, clueless people working out of Kerbo's uh, spare bedroom. <laughs> SoundCloud seemed to be the go. Uh, actually cancelled our Sound- SoundCloud subscription only about three months ago because I'm like, why am I paying for this? We don't use the service. But anyway. Anyway. All right. So moving on and tying in, I guess, to the, the iTunes and Apple. So on iTunes, we have an average rating of 4.9 out of 5 and that's based off 184 global reviews Uh, so that is fantastic those are one star reviews i'm still waiting for you to to come talk to me because you know i'll i'll take your criticism on board but yeah don't don't just be don't be a butthead and sort of tank content for the sake of tanking content for jealousy or or dickish reasons like just just tell us what's going on we've seen this with with a lot of games you know people get on metacritic and steam and things and, and bomb games due to due to social opinions or just trying to go against the grain, so so be nice. Come, be come and talk to Uncle Brendo. Yeah, yes. come. I'm not going to say come sit on my knee. That's a bit creepy, but you know, slide in, slide into my DMs and, and tell me how we can be That's better. That's not creepy because... either. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just appreciate every person that took the effort and time to kind of just sit there and you know just hit the hit the star, whatever star you picked, hit whatever star you picked, review and take the time to even write a review as well because like. Eh, some of us we're just living in the motions so the fact that you guys actually took that extra step for us and actually wrote down your thoughts your opinions what you loved what you didn't love what you wanted to see more of we really appreciate it 100 percent. i think you said that far better than i did i went weird and creepy with sitting on knees sit and sliding knee. DMs. <laughs> you can also but sit on brendan's knee you can just just not my left knee my left knee is my trouble knee so uh <laughs> take my right knee but yeah, those ratings reviews, they obviously uh, keep the emotional lights on in our hearts. I know we say that and it's a bit of a 
bit of a probably throwaway line, but it is true, as true. as Ali just said. Like it it keeps us keeps us going, and it knows that people are out there that are that are listening and consuming the content and appreciating the content and sharing feedback, good, bad, or otherwise. I, I think that's key for for all all content creation out there. You know, give those content creators feedback if it is good why if it's not good why so they can improve their craft and their product and, and try and deliver the best thing uh they can because uh it helps helps us all grow helps us all get better so thank you for the ones that do take the time and uh those ones that are taking the time uh the top three countries that consume our podcast going from number three down to number one and uh, third place oh canada coming in Ooh, at Gieber. number three on the charts for us as far as our uh, listener penetration number oh. two the united states of america <laughs> come on now get your head out of the gutter why now 200 episodes why now ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, the, and the obviously number one spot for for two proud aussies here even though you're now sort of expat and pseudo-american Australia comes in at number one as far as our uh, most listened regions in the world. Obviously, we do have a, a smattering of, of fans in just about every country, which is great, and we appreciate that. And it's always cool to see us randomly pop up in charts in in sort of areas we never expected to to, to make Appear. any form of relevancy in. Mm. So that means an awful lot. So thank you to each and every one of y'all that are you know not only in those top three countries but are in the other regions uh, because yeah, it means a lot. And um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully our accents and our lingo isn't too uh, difficult to understand in some of those, uh, I guess, less less fluent English countries that we we sort of have some fans in because uh, I, I know we don't make things easy with the way we talk sometimes. No, I have been told that sometimes we have been hard to understand. So yeah, yeah. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> All right. So sort of furthermore approximately 600 hours of editing has gone into creating 275 hours of hungry gamers content and that as uh, earlier mentioned is spread across 207 episodes so yeah 600 hours creating 275 hours of listenable content at the end of that and uh yeah that's a lot of hours that is a lot of hours that's only 900 hours to make 207 episodes 600 hours of editing for 275 hours of actual consumption that people yeah. hear. That means, listeners, that, yes, there is a lot of bullshit that we talk about before we start recording and before mm -hmm. the show starts and afterwards. Yeah. But, yeah, mostly before and plus, yeah. yeah, all the hard work Brendan does with editing the chaos that is our podcast, especially one that, you know, we're no longer in the same space. So... Mm -hmm takes that little extra bit of love and, and the thing is with with the editing it's not so much that when we're recording it's it's just a mess it's more so i just like to listen to the episode front to back on, on the edit and just see if there's any weird voice-based anomalies or, or computer glitches because yeah as, as ali said we are scattered across the globe now so latency and lag and all that plays in and you can get some some weird lawnmower man sort of voices <laughs> popping in here and there when when you do get a little bit of a, a drop in in internet bandwidth so yeah it's it's more so just making it through and, and prior to having this this fantastic uh roadcaster soundboard i've got now all all the sound bites were put in manually in post and 
we weren't really writing timestamps and when we got to the news or the iTunes reviews and things like that. So it was, you had to listen through, find where it was, import the soundbite, line it up, get the, like, get the, the, the volume levels right. And it was just a very meticulous, finicky process. So this, uh, this board is really helping get things going and, uh, you know, keeping it rocking and rolling. Um, the, the next part I thought was interesting. Our average listener consumes 89% of an episode. So they're either starting late or <laughs> finishing early. Maybe maybe they can tell when we're getting to the back end of an episode. Maybe it's to do they know when they hear now the the upcoming like new releases and events. Maybe they're like, like oh. see ya. Yep, we we know <laughs> where know. this goes from here. <laughs> so eighty nine percent. I think that's still pretty good. Uh, yeah. Looking looking at sort of global statistics, uh, some podcasts and averages are much lower than that. So thank you, loyal listeners, for sticking around uh, for 89% of what we do. I mean, if people kept listening past that point, they might have started hearing some things at the end. Yes, yes. I uh, don't want to give away too many spoilers, but yeah, we're sort of weaving in little little Easter eggs in the uh, the outro credits now. So yeah, might be in your best interest to bump that number from 89% up to you're so close. Why would you stop in a 100-meter dash at 90 meters with 10 to go? Come on. Finish the race. Get sore. What was that? They're sore. <laughs> just, as a person that's been running recently, you get fucking sore. <laughs> you got to push through. What do they call that? Uh, the, the, the wall, they say. They, yeah. like, when you're running, you hit the wall. But then when you get past the wall, apparently things get more exciting, which is technically correct now with our episodes. That is very correct. That is very, very correct. It could be the peak of our episodes in those in those outro little B-rolls. So be sure to uh, to tune in and listen. We may even weave some like sneaky competitions in the back end in the future. Ooh. Can't confirm, but uh, Gonna have to better listen just to make sure. So uh, yeah, over over the course of 207 episodes collectively, uh, we've had 16, no, 17 different guests don a co-host chair. So um you know, a good, good rotation of people uh, from both here in Australia, both in the United States, uh, and and the the number one person based off based off volume for repeat uh, co-hosting is actually uh, Mr. Chef's Kiss. We're talking about Nato J. He's actually been on thirteen episodes of really? the Hungry Gamers, uh, which which took me by surprise. Bastard. <laughs> yeah, so he's been on thirteen. Uh, Jono's been on nine. And that includes uh, the, the recent Hungry Game Show episode as well. Um, and then, then Benny's been on six. Uh, Jack Cruz has been on three. Pez has been on two. And then we've got a lot of uh, fantastic singular uh, attendees in uh, Anthony from Dad Bob Plays. A couple of NPCs have been on there. D1 DLC. Uh, we've also had Luke Lancaster, obviously the head of PAX and Read Pop here in Australia. Maddie Tilby recently. Nobu from Game Sushi. Uh, reset podcast was on our big 50th episode when we had them uh, record with us uh, during RTX. That was so much fun. Yeah, at the the second Hungry HQ at my uh, my former job at the office, uh, we had Roger from Button Mash on as well as Zach from News to Reviews. So yeah, good uh, good sort of smattering of different personalities over over this sort of four-ish year journey. So uh, yeah, appreciate y'all and uh, yeah, Matt, NATO thirteen episodes, That's sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Little sneaky. Yeah, yeah. He's he's there grinning because he's like, I need more. Yeah. I need more. Yeah, that's that's been that's been us in a nutshell uh, as far as as the THG experience goes. 
Uh, Libsyn, we're just about to hit 150,000 lifetime downloads slash listens on Libsyn, which is great. And then we've also got previous history from our, our SoundCloud foray when we first began. So collective, we're, collectively, we're close to 200,000 total downloads slash listens over this uh, four-year period, which is uh, you know extremely humbling. And we thank you all for, for taking the time to, to give us a spin at least once. Yeah. Oof. Oh, sad to see. Because, like, I remember the SoundCloud. Like, I used to go check out the SoundCloud every now and it's, then. It's a clean platform. Like, SoundCloud's nice, but I, I know we had some issues where there was, like, server downtime and episodes mm-hmm. weren't playable. So, yeah. I pivoted and just uh, so happened to end up on Libsyn, which is one of the most expensive platforms to, to host podcasts on, but it's stable, a lot of integration, uh, great, great offering as far as getting you onto a lot of platforms. So, yeah, Libsyn's great. Uh, not a paid promotion that is this is just fans of the platform and allowing us to get onto you know expand our reach to get onto every player there is because yeah people consume on you know google Podcasts, mm-hmm. spotify stitcher you know player fm all those all those hubs and it's uh it's easy to get on there so so thank you libsyn we appreciate you but should we start uh jumping in here and mixing in a couple of the audio based uh recordings as well as some questions coming in and i thought um, we could maybe end. We've got we've got sort of 50, 50 random um, AMA questions to do with video games. I don't know if we need to tackle all 50, but we could try and rapid fire through some of these or we could just cherry pick and throw them back at each other to sort of, uh, you know, round out the episode. What do you think? Well, let's like try and do like, let's do them quickly. Let's do them down and see if we find interesting ones. We'll skip the ones we don't like because we can because it's our 200 episode. Hell yeah um yeah let's do it that way i can't wait to hear what everyone's got to say all right let's uh we haven't listened to any of these recordings too so we don't know if it's going to be positive press negative lots of profanity so you are hearing this for the first time as we are right now and we're going to kick things off with our man dame peavy he's forever eight bit in our hearts but uh, he's also running a fantastic podcast called pushing through blue which i recommend everyone to check out Mm-hmm. Let's see what you got for us, Dane. Hello, 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 8-Bit Nation boys and girls. I'm your extremely humble listener, Dane Peavy. 200 episodes. Holy mac and cheese. A massive congratulations, you guys. Well done. That is absolutely huge. Brendan and Ali, I've got no questions to drop on you guys, but I do want to drop in with some love and thank yous. Firstly, a big thank you for showing up each and every week, and sometimes every other week. Jumping on the mics, taking time out of your own lives and family time and sharing with us, the rest of us. Passions for all things video games, pop and geek culture related and everything in between. We love it. It's been so good listening to you guys over the last couple of years, you know, sharing in the laughs, all that banter. You guys give so much love and support around the Epic community. It's so cool. Also want to do a massive shout out to all the other members of the Epic Collective, you know, old and current that have jumped on the podcast over the years and contributed to the success that is the Hungry Gamers podcast. It's been awesome been so good listening to all the different personalities that have come along the way all the different opinions the perspective of people it's been very very cool finally i just wanted to give a big shout out thank you for inspiring and motivating others within the 8-bit community including myself along the way allowing us to start our own podcast you know creating content and start working on those passion projects that we've always wanted to do and i think you guys should be really proud of that all right i'm out of here so here's to mashed potatoes tossed salads and scrambled eggs and here's to all the memories new and old much love, you guys. Peace. Yes, day. <laughs> that God, burn that, uh, right at the end. <laughs> yeah. I was like, 
sort of welling up a little bit and then i'm like and then he got me with the mashed potatoes and the fraser reference and i'm like Ugh, it's justified that is justified but man that's god that that was a perfect uh perfect way to start things off so sweet dane is outright the nicest person the sweetest kindest just generous person that i've ever met um and to hear him say that we do the same it just doesn't feel like it's on the level like Dane is always there to give and give and give and give, and he gives so much of himself to everyone else. So the taking the time to say all those lovely things about us, Dane, we love you. <laughs> we really do. We really do. And that, uh, yeah, that, uh, that sort of stirred up the emotions right off the jump. And we've got, my goodness, we've got a few more to go through yet. So I'm, I'm going to be just a, a puddly mess by the end of all this. <laughs> so uh, no, that's, it, it's very touching, and it, it's something I guess that's still sort of hard to hard to hear or, or, or accept you know like hearing that you you inspire or you you motivate and stuff like that like it's as as we've sort of said it's just just friends on here riffing about games and life and yeah. for someone to to take a positive out of that or you know a, a smattering of in inspiration it's yeah it's, it's so touching and it's just still something that's so surreal yeah it's like unbelievable but in a good way <laughs> 100%. So, Dane, yeah, thanks again, man. We love you. Hope you and the family are safe. And uh, no doubt you're all smiling, having a great time. But uh, we'll catch up for beer soon. Let's see what our man, who was most recently on um, an episode a couple of, couple of weeks ago now, episode 197, uh, Mr. Matt Tilby, host of uh, Hoop Dreams, as well as One Perfect Game. What do you got for us? Hey, guys. It's uh, Matt Tilby here from Hoop Dreams on the 8-Bit Collective. First of all, a huge congratulations on 200 episodes. That is a massive, massive achievement. I know of plenty of people who could only do a couple of episodes, myself included. So to do 200 um, and in such a constant stream of them is is pretty massive. So well in for that. Um, just wanted to ask Brendan, actually, um, where he sees not only the Hungry Gamers, but 8-Bit going in, say, the next you know year five years where do you see the 8-bit collective going um, and what are your hopes and dreams your aspirations uh, for the 8-bit collective going forward as a whole thanks guys have a good one well i think i think we can both tackle this so Tilby, thanks thanks again for the kind words and um the question as as we we let off we don't know what any of these questions are going to be. So we haven't had time to prepare episode, uh, prepare answers and formulate nice, uh, you know, fluent responses. So yeah. we're sort of shooting from the hip and the heart with a lot of these questions that are coming through. But Very organic. Yeah. yeah and that's, I think that's, that's what we're about here. You mm -hmm. know, it's, it's um, yeah, just, just pure emotion and, and sort of speaking from the heart and from the head and from the hip, really. So, um, yeah, the 8-Bit the and the 8-Bit Collective, like obviously there's been a lot of evolution with this platform over the last few years it started out as just primarily the hungry gamers with a little bit of video game reviews and news on the back end mm -hmm. and then it's obviously morphed into now 25 plus content creators 18 different podcasts under the banner so it's it's become a bit of a bit of a beast uh and and i think i think moving forward just just making sure that everyone's on the same page that is promoting the same message and mantras, you know, positivity in the community, 
you know, being there for one another, making good content, I think is the big thing, you know, oh, yeah. making content you're proud of, you know, regardless of the the audio quality, the video quality. I think just, just having fun with what we do is the big thing. Like mm-hmm. I know we've tried to probably expand our bandwidth and try and cover written content, video content, blah, 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 blah. But I think just really narrowing that focus and just sort of confirming this is what we're good at. Let's just try and get even better at that. And the other things may or may not come later. So I think just working with good people is the big thing I want, like having a group of just genuinely good people. Like, you know, we might not be the best at podcasting or video content or whatever, but just as long as you can work with people, I think that you, you know, you consider your friends, you want to be able to have a, have a catch up, have a meal, have a laugh with people, through a computer screen in the flesh whatever it is depending on how the world ends but um yeah i think we just want we just want to make good content content we're proud of and relationships we're proud of i think is the big thing uh you know ideally it'd be awesome if we could all be doing this full time and earning a living and just having fun like i can't think of anything better than you know jumping on a podcast like this every week and and if this was you know all we had to do just it would be amazing you know life would be pretty sweet talking about video games and, and having a laugh with friends every every other day but uh yeah that's that's going to come with time but yeah it'd be cool to cool to see us become like a you know a rooster teeth light i know that's ridiculous and crazy and i think i said the same things i'm putting in work with jono several years ago but we're we're getting there we're just not making the money that rooster teeth is that's <laughs> that's the big difference but um you know what? everyone starts somewhere you know you got to stay humble you got to stay hungry but uh, yeah, what what about you, Miss Hart? You wanna you wanna add anything to this? Yeah, and I think the other thing that we really want to focus on is you guys, listeners, um, viewers. Just you know, we really want to get that engagement with you guys and just see what do you want out of us. Like, what what is it that you expect? Is there more, something more that you want? Maybe something less that you want? Um, because we're not here without you guys, and you know, as much as you know. We love riffing with each other and talking shit with each other. Like we want to make sure that we're doing the best by you guys as well. So, you know, we're definitely going to have to focus on community and engagement with like everyone out there that consumes our work because you're important to us. And um, yeah, we wouldn't be here without you. 100%. No, that's, that's perfect. And like, even if that means potentially scaling back some of the frequencies of podcasts so we can do more with the community, you know, do Mm -hmm. more gaming community nights or whether it be you know a, a monthly zoom call where we just open up and say anyone wants to come in have a have a chat and you know have a have a beer or a water or a laugh or whatever just things like that so i think we just need to yeah focus on that community aspect more and, and that's something that dane was doing so well for us and um we're just trying to i guess retool that and, and get back on the horse and yeah just just make this more about inclusivity and friendship and fun and good banter and and just good moments because you need that with how things are at the moment so yeah howdy yeah but maddie thank you so much for the uh the kind words i uh, hope you're doing well my uh fellow queensland brethren and uh be sure to check out hoop dreams on the hashtag 8 collective the best podcast about nba in australia wouldn't say the world because uh there's a few podcasts i listen to in the nba that are a bit better than ours but we're getting there <laughs> almost all right all right we're we're budding we're 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 striving striving for the top okay so had a couple a couple of sort of uh people slide into those twitter dms of mine and the first one was nicholas wilder and uh he wanted to know 
When are we getting some more clan or sham? I can hate that show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, judging by uh, Miss Hart's reaction to that, maybe not anytime soon. <laughs> it's okay. I am a sucker for punishment. And I was that the one that I was winning or I You won? were winning, yeah. Yeah. So even though I had great success in it, I just like, like, I don't know, maybe you guys as listeners, but putting up with Brendan's like wordplay where he, like, you don't have to see his little cheeky smiley pulls when he knows he's caught us on one of his little trickery with words. Like, but yeah, like we can definitely bring web. it back. We can bring it back. Yeah. I was debating if we had a, had a game of this for old time's sake, but. Yeah, like like as you said, Clan or Sham was our, our sort of humble beginnings and first dip into the uh, the game show trivia pool, and and now mm. we've got a, a full fledged standalone show. Yeah, the Hungry Game Show for anyone that hasn't hasn't listened to it, it's on the same RSS feed, so I don't know why I haven't listened to it. But five <laughs> episodes done now. John O'Peck just did uh, the Last of Us number one or part one, if you want to sort of uh, you know sort of follow in with the same naming conventions with the second one, but. Yeah, he just finished that episode and that is available now for everybody uh, on that RSS feed. Uh, episode 6 actually stars Dane Peavy, uh, so get excited for that. And um, Episode 7 is going to be starring Andrew from a couple of NPCs who have our next audio-based send-in. What's going on, 8-Bin Nation? Andrew A. Clay Clayton here. And I'm Alex Blue Shift Andrea. Welcome to Episode 200, baby! <laughs> oh man, what a what a journey it's been! I remember back in the day when we first met Brendan down at uh at Spawn Point in Sydney. I swear, I swear, like I don't have very clear memories of that night. We were pretty well and truly inebriated, but I swear, I caressed his beard at least once. <laughs> well, can you can can you blame? Like, I mean, no, I, I get a little bit handsy when I'm, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I can't help it. I gotta touch it. I gotta touch a man's face. And then I do remember we, uh, so we used to play D and D with Ali, um, when NATO used to DM and I remember getting together at RTX and having like an IRL D and D lunch at Harry's Cafe de Wheels. Man, back when RTX was a thing, am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I'll tell you what, like if you had told me that that was Ali's first character, I, I probably wouldn't have believed you because like she sort of took to it so naturally, especially the roleplay aspect. Yeah. Cause I think like she just, you could tell she just really enjoyed it. And it was really fun because like my character was like this real shy, nerdy guy. <laughs> and she was just like, Oh, I guess I'll help him. And she was like, <laughs> like my big sister. Yeah. Oh God. I, she was like that hard calloused exterior with a heart of gold. <gasps> oh, I'm going to miss you. <laughs> oh man. Oh, reminiscing like that actually like it really upsets me because there's not going to be a pax 2020 not a live event anyway and the whole reason i enjoy pax is meeting up with these people in in real life and you know exchanging stories and because these are people we see face to face maybe once a year at best yeah i miss them so much i miss them already (laughs) i I miss being back-to-back pax agpn game tournament champions Hashtag Nerdstradamus for the win. Yeah. I can still hear their voices on iTunes. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, thanks for letting us come onto the podcast a few times and coming onto our podcast. And it, it's been a wild ride. So here's to 200 more. Hashtag stay hungry. Ha, Andrew and Alex. Um, I love these guys. 
<laughs> they are they are just salt of the earth blokes like they are great great dudes one of the first podcasts that we sort of met during this journey like they sort of came up at the same time as we did with thg and yeah a couple of legends based out of sydney so it was awesome to to catch up and have a few beers and i i, I hazily remember that night that um that alex mentioned there there was a bit of beard caressing going both ways and um i got i got photos i think on my instagram of that night and uh yeah we were all looking pretty pretty shady uh, for whenever <laughs> that time of that photo was taken but yeah just just legends all around in every aspect like like good dudes good content creators and some of the most infectious energy you'll find in this space like they've just got this like childlike enthusiasm for everything that sort of mm -hmm. obviously when you get older that kind of wanes but they've sort of managed to keep that that joy and that spark and whether you're watching uh, them stream on Twitch or the the podcast live on Twitch or listening to it offline like oh, they're just they're just good dudes and you never leave a conversation or an interaction with them feeling down like no. you know Andrew probably owns more caps than anyone I know on the <laughs> face of the earth like he's a stylish fella but yeah he's the man of many hats and um they're just great peeps and yeah hitting in the fields so i'm gonna pass it over to you uh, yeah they are like the best dudes like straight up what you see is what you get but absolute aura of gold just both of them just absolute positive energy and it's so sweet what they said about me with dnd because it was my first time and i also, i also, i felt like a burden because <laughs> Never. I, I, I know. I was pretty bad. Like, I didn't understand, like, you know, certain rules. I had to keep on asking about, like, certain, can I use this spell while I do this? And can I do this and do that? And um, I did um, enjoy, like, begrudgingly becoming, like, <laughs> big sister, <laughs> big sister role looking after him. So um, it was very sweet that um, you guys actually enjoyed me tagging along. Um, yeah, I love these guys i miss them um i remember like eating pizza in the patio of um i think it wasn't rtx it was um pax um so we all got together and ate pizza on that awesome patio that we had um, oh yeah yeah yeah, God. yeah. the memories and yeah. and yeah it's 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 shitty that there's going to be no like irl based events this year but yeah hopefully we can try and come together in, in another way whether it be a big online meetup or yeah maybe some of these restrictions change and, and we can we can sneak across state lines and try and try and catch up we're working on a few things but it's very much a, a sort of wait and see depending on how things play out with uh with covid so we'll see how we go but yeah andrew alex we love you guys hope you're doing well hope your families are doing well and um yeah thanks for uh coming on the show baby all right, the next uh, the next one uh, comes via at Gordon Fund on the Twitters, and uh, he goes, "I love the Hungry Gamers, but I just got to know when is Reese coming back?" Ooh. So uh, yeah, hashtag Kerbo style, uh, Turbo Kerbo underscore on the socials. Obviously, we're talking about Reese Kirby, one of the founding fathers of the Hungry Gamers. We'd love to actually get him back on a couple of episodes to to guest host and and sort of see what he's been up to the last uh the last year and a half to two years in the gaming space like i see him dabbling i see him see him sneaking around animal crossing here and there you know working on his island and whatnot so um i'll say he's soon i think i think that's a 
That's a fair response, wouldn't you, Miss hmm. Hart? I think so. Soon is a good good response. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, at Gordon Fund, yeah, it's it's certainly not the last we've seen or heard of of uh, hashtag Kerbo style in uh, in the THG sphere. But uh, yeah, just just keep tuned in, and uh, who knows when or where he's going to pop up. But let's uh let's move on to another audio bite. Hey guys, Roger here, the host of the Button Mash podcast. A big congratulations to the guys over the Hungry Gamers podcast. You guys are doing an amazing job and you are an absolute inspiration to us all. Congratulations on hitting episode 200, guys. My question to you is, if you were in charge of making a horror game with dinosaurs, what would you call it and what would be the setting? Ooh... Oh, so, yep, Roger from Button Mash, um, another fantastic Australian podcast, Australian video game-based outlet who recently uh, celebrated their 100th episode. So, shout out to the boys there. Uh, I was fortunate enough to, to guest host on one of their episodes, 80-something or rather it was. Uh, apologies, I can't remember the exact number. It was a hell of a time. But yeah, check out their podcast and also do a bit of video game streaming on the Twitch and uh, Roger's recently gotten back into doing sort of like a horror theme stream each week, terrified of horror games, uh, <laughs> terrified of horror movies. So be sure to tune in and check it out because it is an absolute hoot. So the question, what would you call a horror movie setting with dinosaurs? So, so where would the movie be set and what would you call the movie itself? A movie mm. or game? Oh, oh, game. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> So it's tough because obviously Dino Crisis is what you immediately think of and then closely followed by maybe Turok. The, the newer Turoks had a bit of horror element to it, but uh, would you, would it would have to be some wordplay based off a dinosaur name. Like I, I'm terrible with dino names. All I care about is the Allosaurus for yeah. obvious reasons. Fantastic, um. <laughs> uh, fantastic carnivore, sort of smaller smaller cousin to the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. But, you know. Still does what she needs to. That's I it. call it a she, by the way, because yeah. obvious reasons. Um, I'm trying to think because, like, like the games that are out that are dinosaur and horror, like those aren't scary names. Like Dino Crisis. Like, is it like real cheesy and it's like something to do with like extinction, extinction, like Ooh, mod- modern day like extinction. That. So, like so maybe, that. maybe we sort of steal elements of Jurassic Park and set it in the present day. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone has managed to bring back dinosaurs, and it's almost set in suburbia. Like we've had a, a sprinkling of that with um, Jurassic Park Two, where, where they uh, bring the dinosaurs back and whatever else. But no, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with like extinction as the name. I like extinction. I think that's a good that's a good name. It's just like it's extinction. So it's like the dinosaurs are extinct, but they're coming after you. So you're going to become extinct. Uh-huh. So it's good. I like that. I like that. I think it should be more survival. Like like maybe like kind of like Resident Evil-ish where this evil corporation has been trying to make them like dinosaurs come back to life and it's gone all crazy, but they're in the middle of the backwoods and, you know, you're you live out in the woods and then, you know, you've, you've barely got anything on you. So when they come out, you know, you've got to like hide in the dark, in the forest, or these crazy big creatures are after you. I love that idea. I think, yeah, less about like big guns and shooting dinosaurs and more about like, yeah, hiding and escaping. So mm. yeah, think of 
like some of the elements from like Outlast. So yeah. you don't want to go back to the, the shitty video camera, but like really low light, like you've got a torch with limited limited battery life. Um, mm. you, you, you've got to, yeah, remain perfectly still. Obviously, if we're going off Jurassic Park logic, T-Rex can't see you unless you're moving. So you got to sit perfectly still. So you could have like the motion controls of yeah. like a, a controller in where you got to sit perfectly like until still. Dawn? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And masking your scent and stuff like that. Yeah. Like so, <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah, rolling around the mud. You know what? Copyright. We're just <laughs> Yeah, we're going to we're going to get to work on this immediately. Because, uh, yeah, the Indominus Rex in um, Jurassic World apparently had some kind of like pseudo thermal vision, which is just, uh, we watched that again on the weekend and, um, or during the week, sorry. And yeah, look, just knowing how that technology works, like I, I get really annoyed at myself for then picking apart movies and like when they do sciencey oh, yeah. stuff or technology stuff. And I'm like, that's not how it works. That's not right. And, but anyway, yeah, Jurassic World, Indominus Rex. I also want to throw an Easter egg in this make-believe game where there's like a chicken dinosaur because I've always loved that concept. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And um, maybe we'll see velociraptors like adequately sized to that their actual real life size instead of the, the Jurassic look, Park yeah. build up. But mm. yeah, maybe, maybe we can convince our BD Wong to come in and, and play the antagonist, Dr. Wu um, yes. from, from Jurassic Park. So uh, try and weave in him into the story somehow too. But yeah, just a survival horror uh, called Extinction set in the backwoods of America somewhere. Yeah. And yeah, you're trying to, I guess, maybe stop these this corporation from unleashing all these dinosaurs on this, this sleepy town. Mm. Yeah, mm. I, I think that's a good it's a good elevator pitch that we're going to have to yeah. write down, copyright, maybe just strike this whole recording. That's it. Episode 200 is over. This is yeah. vital information. Yeah, we're, we're game developers now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the, so the next write-in got a little email from uh, a mate of ours, Dylan. We may have uh, heard from him on the podcast several times, and uh, you know, seen him around the traps at various conventions down in Melbourne and uh, in Sydney. So uh, the email reads to Ali and Brendan: A big congratulations on making it to 200 episodes. It's quite the podcasting achievement. It's been amazing to see you constantly evolve from your humble beginnings in Reese's bedroom to the well-oiled, hungry HQ internet machine we see today. Thank you for being a weekly supply of laughs, support, and gaming news. Your podcast helped pass the time, but also helped me through some difficult life situations. Much love. Stay hungry. Your friend, Dylan. Oh, Dylan's OG. I'm trying to think that I think it was RTX. RTX, yeah. Yeah. And we went and got ribs? Or I got uh, ribs? Yeah, well, we went, we, went to pan- <laughs> we went to Pancake Parlor or whatever it is, but had ribs, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pancakes on the rocks yeah and we all got ribs or we yeah. like oh no someone got pancakes i got yeah, pancakes mostly. i got the strawberry patch pancakes that's my go-to when i go there do you understand how stupid it is that you were the person that got the pancakes and everyone yeah. else got yeah okay yeah, all everyone right. else got big meaty servings of deliciousness and i'm eating uh pancakes with strawberries and cream strawberry on top pancakes yeah <laughs> but yeah it was it was great to finally meet dylan because like you know, I, I believe most of it was like social interactions online and yep. then to, to, you know, finally meet Dylan in the flesh. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, a bunch of times afterwards as well. Yeah, no, really, really, really good dude. And um, yeah, just, just got a good heart and yeah, one of our biggest supporters since the jump. And uh, yep. yeah, sort of been, been, our, been our podcast fan, listener, friend, ride or die since uh, our inception in, yeah, Reese's, Reese's hot sweat box bedroom way mm-hmm. back when. 
Uh, that was tough sledding recording in there, let me tell you. And then even um, in the, the Strathfield bedroom that had no aircon either, that got pretty hot in there during those summer months. It did. And then the table that we kept on getting hooked onto. Yep, yep. Yeah, dream and, dream and my uh, craftsmanship is uh, not the best. You both were so proud of that and I didn't... I, maybe I did have the heart to tell you how shit it was, but yeah, you did. <laughs> we needed that though. <laughs> it scraped me so many times. Yeah, it, it's uh, yeah, some in somewhere uh, getting used as landfill these days. So rest in peace, nameless table. We'll uh, never forget you due to the fact that you probably left some permanent scars on all of us. Yep. But uh, let's uh, let's pull into the next audio-based plug here. This is coming via way of Zach from News to Reviews. Hello, this is Zach and Lockie here from News to Reviews. We just want to congratulate you on turning 200. You're now older than the Queen. Oh yeah, bloody love the Hungry Game crew. Never stop making this show. Bicentennial. <laughs> Zach and Lockie, they are they are two gems. Uh, News to Reviews is, has been kicking around now for uh, sort of about six or so months. But Zach... I haven't sort of chatted with Lockie personally yet, but um, from listening to their show and just getting that energy, he's, he's a good dude as well. And I don't think Zach hangs out with with bad people, but uh, yeah, two two legends, two up and comers, and um, yeah, older than the Queen, bicentennial, all about that. But yeah, check out News to Reviews on all obviously the socials as well as uh, giving them a listen. Uh, I think we're slated to jump on a future episode maybe at the back end of this month but uh yeah they've been getting so many guests on their show in such a short amount of time like uh you know our what was it 17 guests or whatever we said they're they're going to sort of trump that probably within their first year of uh podcasting yeah. so they are all about the collaboration and the networking and that's uh, you know, a big part of podcasting i think but yeah zach and Lockie, love you thanks Thank for the you. Uh, thanks for that fantastic message they uh, don't need no soundboard they do not. Yeah, they they sort of don't need no yeah roadcaster. They've they've got it all just straight out of the vocal cords. So uh, yeah, love you guys. Hope you're staying safe out there. And um, if we're sort of gonna move on down, uh, we've got a couple more audio based plugs. But uh, I, I wanted to pull up a tweet here from uh, Dem Fancy Productions, which you can follow at Dem D E M Fancy on the Twitters. And uh, they ask throughout your entire podcast journey. What has been your personal highlight? An episode, a segment, something that made you think, I'm really proud of what we just did. Much love. Miss Hart, do you want to lead this one off? Um, I, like, I, the thing that I've been most proud of was being able to use our platform, um, especially for charity. I can't remember which, if it was the generosity stream where we got in there and diffused a bomb and... Yeah, that was generosity. Yeah, and uh, the chaos that ensued, but um, the what we were able to do to help to reach their like donation goals and such was just extremely rewarding. And you know, same as having the opportunity to yell at Sam. And <laughs> Any excuse to yell at Sam is a good excuse in my book. <laughs> but no, honestly, like it's it's always like it's honestly great to have this platform and have a positive impact on people but then being able to do just that little bit more um and help people um you know less fortunate and such um has been obviously a big plus and hope to do it even more 100 percent. like giving back is is something that i think everybody needs to to do more of in general and 
yeah, being able to to get a little bit crazy like that generosity, um, those generosity streams were insane. <laughs> like uh, the the second one that we did, um, or was it the first? I can't remember if it was the second or the first one that was, I think it was the second one where we got extremely drunk in the space second of like one. an hour. That was the second one. <laughs> I was not there. <laughs> yeah. That's why I know. That's why I remember um, it. Yeah, like that was huge. Like, Seeing seeing our fans and even people that didn't know us turn up to to throw throw money towards the charities we're trying to raise money for just off I guess the the energy and the insanity that we sort of were, were showing in those generosity streams you know it really really touched um, I think a lot of us in in a lot of good ways just sort of seeing that community that sense of community you know unite for a common cause like sure we we had some fun and did some dumb things with with alcohol and um i i still you know i forget sometimes that i've got like 15 random people's names tattooed on me forever off off the back of those generosity streams completely forgot about that (laughs) but um seeing them sometimes it's, it's like you know always brings a smile to my face you know where i've got ben tato's tattooed on me or um you know nato was tattooed on me that was before we really knew nato um you know the the reset podcast logos tattooed on me forever the spawn point game bar tattooed their logo on me like it's just these random things where you think man what was i thinking at the time and like yeah for for most people it's just a dumb nothing tattoo but been able to sort of have that memory in a time capsule based off those tattoos is really nice and remember mm-hmm. doing the um when we went out and did some stuff with the starlight foundation yeah. and um you know did some podcast and gaming with the kids out there uh that that was probably my favorite overall i'd say that few hours we did out at the starlight foundation with the kids yeah. and just sort of seeing them come out of their little shells obviously when when three random adults uh, they've never met in their life is sort of saying, you know, t- tell us about yourself on a microphone that they've never done before. Like it's it's pretty big for kids to sort of open up, especially people they don't know, but then just, I guess, getting them to peel back the layers and, and talk gaming and what they do and how they are and just seeing, you know, the strength they had with all the, all the hardship they're going through, yeah. these poor little kids. And um, I guess being able to just be real with them and have a laugh and play some games and... Yeah. So I think that was that's probably my proudest and favorite moment over the last you know four and a half years or whatever it's been. Obviously the the friends we've made along the way, the the group that we've created and seeing this little outlet grow and and you know, more people get on board and enjoy what we do is extremely humbling and touching as well, but I think those those times where we're able to give back is is certainly yeah, my mm-hmm. my my sort of favorite moments as well and it's 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 nice, you know. We we sit on here and, and have fun and be 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 silly and and you know unpack video game stuff. But being able to have a little bit more real life moments attached to it is is yeah, it's been really fun. Been really good. It's been really really good. And FYI, I got my ass kicked by those kids playing Mario Kart. They were so good. They were too good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but oh. but shout out shout out to everybody involved in you know in the starlight foundation that are doing that every day you know that the carers and the workers like we only got a a small taste of it but yeah i really want to do more of that moving forward obviously with the way the world is right now it's it's tough but hopefully when things get a little bit more settled we could we could look at maybe trying to get more involved and and help in that regard because yeah we've any content creator's got a platform so use that platform for good i think 
Definitely. I don't think I know. Anyone that's not, fuck off. <laughs> All right. Next uh, next audio bite coming via way of our man Dash. Obviously, dashgamer.com. You can find this legend his crew at. Hello, 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 my hungry fam. It's Dash. Congratulations on reaching 200 episodes of the Hungry Gamers podcast, you guys. Uh, such an amazing milestone to reach. Uh, I hope you guys are doing real well. I miss you all. Uh, i got a question for you today. Uh, looking back on the many memories shared amongst the Hungry crew and the collective, what moment would you classify as pivotal to the success of the Hungry Gamers, 8-Bit and the contributors of the 8-Bit Nation? Uh, I hope you guys are having a blast uh, recording this episode. Uh, I miss your faces and I hope to talk to you soon. Congratulations again, guys. Beautiful words. And uh, yeah, Dash was Dash was a key cog in this machine. Uh, did a lot of behind the scenes stuff with with graphics and videos. Like he's a savant in that digital marketing and art space. Like crazy, yeah, super talented. hundred <laughs> percent and doing uh, fantastic things over there at dashgamer.com. So be sure to creep on over there and give him, give him some follows, some likes, some ratings, reviews, all that good stuff. But uh, the most pivotal moment to our success um hmm that's a tough one yeah because i feel like a lot of our stuff is just like is like gradual like every every little step is just like you know was it like the moss on a boulder like it just like as it keeps rolling it just kind of gets bigger and then sometimes it's it gets so big where we kind of take a step back and we look at it and we go oh shit like you know like this is where we're at yeah it's um, I think crazy. one thing that I guess comes to mind is various outlets approaching us to sort of be part of 8-Bit. I think that's that's been a bit of a big moment where you think, wow, we're actually, you know, we're doing something here or we're, we're well regarded by our peers and they want to jump in and get involved and help build this beast. So I think that um is a big moment but i think as far as pivotal to our success um the the new and noteworthy on itunes probably helped the fact that we were new and noteworthy for like two years or something which (laughs) you know is is still pretty crazy so i i think that probably really helped uh springboard us into a lot of people's minds and ears as far as as getting that reach and that visibility uh and then maybe even when we sort of uh, start a work with Audio Technica, like reaching out to them to say, "Hey, we we love your product. Uh, we've been using your product since our first episode. We'd love to try and work with you in a more official capacity." And then for them to turn around and say, "Mate, we we love you guys. We've been listening to you for a while. You know, completely <laughs> off off the cuff, completely unknown that we even were in their stratosphere." And um, having them be a partner of the Hungry Gamers and Eight Bit. Since that was maybe about episode thirty, it was somewhere around there, um, you know, somewhere in the twenty to thirties, where we made that contact, and you know, Matt and Lily and his team have been nothing but supportive of us, and providing yeah. us, you know, the fantastic opportunities, fantastic equipment, and it's a lot of love. Like Matt's, Matt's become one of my best mates over the years, and loved loved that little little fella, even though he is now a vegan soy boy. You know, I miss our our burger and steak and rib dates, but you know, I still love you just the same. I just need to find your plant based patty now, but we'll uh we'll get there. But yeah, I think they're probably the the things that stick out for me the most. Yeah, I I think that that's probably probably the best like way to kind of pinpoint certain moments in time. But 
I mean, like we've always said, like each and every time when we kind of see like moments of like growth, success and everything, we're just, we're always in disbelief. Like it's just, it's unreal. It's really great, but it's like really unreal. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So uh, yeah, still such a big surprise and a shock to us all uh, as far as that reach and exposure and appreciation we receive because yeah we're just we're just a couple of people talking video games when it is what it comes down to and um that seems to resonate with with a lot of you and yeah it's extremely extremely touching um i've got a couple of questions uh from pedro here the first question what one single sentence would your 200th episode self tell your episode one self about the podcast so that's the first question and the second question, so we've got a bit of time to mull over question number one, is what is your biggest eat crow moment among your 200 episodes? So for those that don't know what eat crow is, it's sort of like your most um, humbling experience based because you were so far wrong from from the truth, like a, a hot take or an opinion where you're like, this is going to be the worst and ends up being the best type of thing where where you've got to go, shit, I, I royally, royally ballsed up that, that thought process there or did something really wrong. That's what Eat Crow is. So a single sentence would you tell your 200 episode, uh, 200 episode self? I'd say, like, I, I don't want to say stay hungry because we say that all the time, but I think just, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, be proud of the content you're putting out. It might not always be perfect. Uh, you know, you you it's tough to tough to be you know flawless in in your delivery with content creation but just just keep having fun just enjoy the time that you you spend with your friends on a weekly basis and yeah just um just enjoy the ride yeah i mine would probably be much along the same of like yes it's a podcast but it'll mean so much more than you could imagine also aircon yes <laughs> yeah capital letters aircon <laughs> aircon size 20 fonts bold <laughs> underline it, it's gonna get hot yeah so, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so and, and i think that's something that any content creator could sort of take away is just you know, keep keep your head down stay in your lane be true to yourself be true to your beliefs and what you're trying to get out there and just be proud of of what you do regardless of if it is you know the audio quality is not the best or the video quality is not the best or the the logo isn't where you want it to be right now just just get that content out there and you know get it to the masses and, and see what sticks yeah and the biggest eat crow moment among your 200 episodes um whoa this is this is a tough one <laughs> this is a tough one because there's been a lot of things that i've been right about <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I think, I think, from a from a game or a, a sort of publisher or a developer perspective, my my blind love for Bioware has probably uh, hurt me recently with with Anthem and with Mass Effect Andromeda. I'm pretty sure I was singing both of those games praises to the rooftops uh, leading up to to launch and then playing the the anthem beta especially like yeah this is cool this is going to be sick and then the game came out for both those ips and it was just so yeah i think they're probably my biggest eat crow moments um 
one that's probably not confirmed just yet, but uh, a few games that I had on my list for uh, my 2020 fantasy fantasy draft are probably going to end up being Eat Crow moments next year because it looks like they're going to be 2021 releases. But yeah, I think I think just my rose colored my rose colored glasses for Bioware, where I sort of almost preach and promote that they can do no wrong. Yet it's yeah, they're doing a lot of wrong to, to a lot now. of fans. So that that's probably it from from just sort of thinking, um, you know, off the cuff. There's probably mm. more that I could formulate responses to, but I think that's that's been mine overall. I'm I can't pinpoint like exact moments, but I know that there's been times where I'll be like, yeah, no, nah, that game's not for me, and then I play it. I'm like, that game is for me. Like, um, like the most recent one that I can think of was when I was talking about um, Frostpunk. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. I was like, yeah, people recommended it to me. I understand why, but, you know, it's not for me. It's, you know, it's got all these restrictions. It's blah, blah, blah. It's a good game, but, yeah, not for me. I won't play it ever again. And then proceed to, like, move forward, like, two weeks. And I'm like, so I'm, like, 30 hours in. And, <laughs> and like, I straight up, like, had to, like, eat my words because I just fucking played the shit out of it. Um, and I feel like I've done that with a few games where I've kind of, like, said, eh, like you know maybe maybe not and then i've just been straight up wrong and been like yeah no this game is the shit it's awesome so. yeah yeah and it happens you know like like pr companies are, are good at what they do for a reason so you see mm. these trailers and these initial teasers and you're like oh yeah or nah like and it can sort of shape your opinion before you even pick up a controller or a keyboard so unless it, if people can prove me wrong like i please do because all i can ever keep thinking about is the moments where i've said like i think this is going to be shit and it's going to be shit i guess no man's sky i probably i don't know if i said it was going to be a good game but i know i had absolute hopes for it being a beautiful game and it obviously didn't turn out the way we all wanted it to so yeah uh, there's still a lot of people uh very upset and hurt off the back of hello games and no man's sky but for all intents and purposes it seems good these days i'm not going back but seems pretty good i i think i want to go back i'm curious i'm curious to see yeah and and from a from a sort of, I guess, 8-bit or THG perspective, just thinking about it, maybe, I don't know if it's an eat crow moment per se, but the closest I could think of is maybe just some of the the promises I made at the time about whether be bringing out a certain type of content or playing a new game and just not getting there. So it's more of like an eat crow moment as in just I'm owning up to my bad. I know I said I was going to do this or you know, I had, had the ambition to, to bring this out or get this done and it just never sort of, uh, comes to fruition so so that's mm-hmm. another one where i'm just like i probably need to be uh you know wind back my optimism and and yes man mentality for a lot of things <laughs> and just uh be realistic with what i can take on board is the other part i i'm guilty too i've gone on about making video content but some of us have shit in our heads that tells us otherwise yeah but i promise well we will get there I feel you. I feel you. But um, yeah, I've got one other soundbite here to weave in for now. I've, I saw this because it was actually sent as an, a video and I had to convert it to an MP3. Oh, um, video. And um, yeah, it's, it's just, some, just some ranting. He, he messaged me and sort of said he wanted to send something in. And bless his heart. Uh, so this is, this is uh, Panda TV, formerly Chinglish. Wanted to send in some kind words. But um, yeah, he, he sort of misinterpreted... Uh, and he sort of was talking about 8-bit as a whole as opposed to the Hungry Gamers. But um, yeah, I thought I'd chuck it in here anyway because he's 
he's he's a funny fella. Hi everyone, uh, I'm making this video for everyone over at 8-Bit. Uh, a huge shout out to you guys for your 200th episode. Uh, I know Brendan and I have been trying to get me on one since about mid last year. Um, but as he knows, I'm pretty much useless. But uh, a huge shout out to everyone over there. Uh, Brendan, man, friends for coming up to probably 20 years of our lives or 18 years of our lives. Um, you look after me more than more than most people. There's nothing else I can say uh, that you don't already know. Thank you. Congratulations on the 200th episode. Absolutely awesome to see. Uh, and again, shout out to everyone else over there. 200 episodes. It's huge. I'll probably make it on by about the 317th. Don't worry about that. Bye. <laughs> ah, you lovable idiot. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's being realistic with his, you know, possible appearance. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I love him, and yeah, I've known him for the vast majority of, of my life, or, and even my whole adult life, so, uh, yeah, I, I know I know his uh, his clock runs different to, to most, so trying to <laughs> schedule him for for podcasts yeah. is has been nigh impossible. We'll get there eventually. I uh, wanted to get him on THG as well as do an 8-bit cast AMA that I've got questions for that I've had ready for maybe a year now. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. so we'll get there eventually. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, just uh, was, I appreciate him for taking the time out to, to say g'day and um, shout us out even though, yeah, 200 episodes for 8-bit. I'm like, come on, man. I love Shout him. out to everyone in 8-bit. We get 200. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a collective 200. Okay, so we've got one last soundbite to play on episode 200, and this one comes by none other than Benny McJanet, aka the Spawny 13, one of the founding fathers and uh, crew within the 8-bit community. He's a key cog. You know, I've known him for the better part of my better part of my life, to be honest. Um, you know, we started started in the the same um, professional industry together way back when. So I've I've known Benny since I was about 19. Let's see what he's got to give to us today for episode 200. Fingers crossed, he doesn't be mean to me. Hello, 8-Bit Nation, and congrats to all upon reaching episode 200. Uh, for those that don't remember me, my name's Benny. You've probably seen me around a few places in 8-Bit, most recently as a Wookiee and hand-rolled first, and as a cowardly werewolf in Welcome to Knob Switch. However, depending on how long you have been listening to the show, you may not have seen me here. You see, it has now been officially 100 episodes since my last appearance on this very podcast. Episode 100 was so long ago, so what happened? Well, as episode 200 began to approach, I started asking myself the same question. Back in the early days of THG, the cast recorded live in person in Sydney. I was lucky enough to be on episode 35, but then I didn't make another appearance until 84. For THG's first PAX episode, in fact. I thought maybe it was because of my support for Salim the Dream in the early days of Clan or Sham that may, that may have made Kerbo not like me very much and not want me on the podcast. But he left not long after in search of bigger and better things. Side note, Kerbo, love you, mate. Miss hearing your voice on the regular. So then episode 100 came around and Dream made specific mention of my hair and how jealous he was. So the nickname GC Fabio was born. Clearly, that was the reasoning for my long hiatus from the show, I began to think. Also, Dream, I miss hearing you too. But then something occurred to me. The PAX 2018 episode. The recording is long thought lost, never to see the light of day. 
but I think I see the truth, dear listener. For you see, it has been the not-so-humble host, Brendan himself, keeping me from the show. In 2018, my beard was long and luscious, and I was preparing to shave it off in the name of charity. Brendan couldn't stand the thought of me getting more attention for my beard than he does for his, so the recordings were misplaced. <laughs> a likely story. Then, there was a time I was supposed to record an episode with Ali and Brendan in 2019. That got cancelled last minute. I mean, surely Brendan still wouldn't have such a deep-seated jealousy this long that he would rather cancel an episode than allow another bearded warrior on the show. Would he? I mean, we could blame Ali, but she's far too nice. It would never... Unless... Nah. Not Ali. So, congrats on 200 episodes, guys. I'm proud of you all. And Brendan, I'm on to you, mate. <laughs> the cat is out of the bag. I have some really be uh, really big time uh, beard envy. No, it's okay. It's okay, Brendan. I'll take the rap. I'm the one with the beard envy. <laughs> I'm the one with the hair envy. It's always been me. That's the plot twist. That's, that's a big thing to admit to, too. It's not easy to... Uh, highlight and magnify your your insecurities and and your your potential traumas and yeah i guess maybe we're in the same boat like he does have a luscious head of hair like for for a man that's nearly 50 his <sighs> hair is so fantastic and um he's still styling and he does have a very nice beard i will admit that and it's a uh, a lot less gray than mine so so maybe maybe he's onto something here maybe there is some sort of thing deeply rooted in my psyche where I'm like, I need to forebode him from coming onto the THG in case he outshines us. But uh, now, Benny, in all seriousness, mate, we, we do love you. We do adore you. And um, we do need to get you back on here. I know we talked about it last year and then, yeah, scheduling didn't work out. And um, just in typical fashion, it's just tunnel vision, keep moving forward and sort of only like only think about it when it's brought up, I guess. So uh yeah, you've been on a good half a dozen episodes. I think he's been on one since episode 100, though. Benny, I think you're getting your numbers wrong. And you can calm that farm ever so slightly. But yeah, he's uh, he's using his talents now for the for the greater greater role-playing good. And as you mentioned, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a core crew member of uh, Hanrold First, as well as a sexy werewolf in Welcome to Knobswitch, uh, which every time I say that name, I sort of smile and, and giggle internally because I'm an immature uh, 30-something-year-old. But yeah, mm. thank you for those kind words. Uh, I don't know if I can completely confirm the uh, conspiracy theories, but I do love I do love me a good conspiracy theory. So maybe we'll let the listeners think about that, where the fact or fiction in as far as which one of us has the beard or hair envy. Was it both of us? Depending on the day, who knows? Definitely. I'm still trying to grow mine out to this day and it will never be as good. Yeah, mine's just getting whiter and whiter by the second as I look at myself through the webcam and get a little bit a little bit sadder. I don't mind a bit of salt and pepper, but it's just getting more more salty. <laughs> and I guess that's that's maybe me in a nutshell too. Maybe I'm just getting old and bitter and it just reflects in my in my mop and <laughs> my face mop. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that uh, that brings us to the end just about of the the listener fan friend send in. So I thought we could um, we thought we could maybe mix it up a little bit and throw some questions at one another uh, from a couple of sort of video game AMAs that I sort of dug around. I found an absolute bucket load of questions. A lot of them were kind of crappy. So we've cherry picked maybe the best ones. I think you'd say, wouldn't you? I think so. Yeah, of the bunch. Yeah. 
yeah so um yeah we, we might get a little bit of a uh, little bit of music to to sort of amplify the tension and the stress Ooh. of this uh, little bit of bit of sort of q a that we're gonna we're gonna go upon now so uh let's get it on the first question pretty simple one favorite video game franchise of all time miss hart what do you got uh to no shock to anyone it's going to be destiny um i only say it's destiny because i've played this game from like beta like first og beta and i'm still playing it and i'm still like deep into it i always love it even through the dark times um so you know i have other franchises that i do like but i wouldn't say that i like them from start to finish so i'm sticking with destiny as my all-time favorite it's it's funny because like obviously we talk about Destiny a lot, and I know that you love the franchise, but I guess it surprised me that it's your all time. But then I'm like, you know what? It makes yeah, sense cause, because yeah, because like there's I, so much love. Well, I like <clears throat> you know there's things that I do love, like like I do love um, Sonic. Like Sonic's been a part of my life, especially like early childhood. But I'm not like I haven't played any of the recent games, you know. Like, and there's like other franchises where I've you know kind of delved into but i wouldn't say i've played it all i haven't gotten deep into the lore of it you know so destiny is you where are I'm... you are all in yeah yeah what about you yeah so mine's mine's a coin toss depending on the time of day so i've gone with mass effect we're talking the trilogy andromeda get out of here and then just the resident evil franchise as a whole so depending on how i'm feeling mm. I'd sort of lean one way or another um funnily enough mass effect 2 and resident evil 2 are my favorite uh titles from those respective franchises so i'm gonna go with with those two as as my favorites and sort of cheat and have a joint winner but uh it's how i roll in all of these games i i, I skirt the rules as best i can mm. so next question if you had to live in the world of the last video game that you played what world would that be mm. so mine would be uh, a post-apocalyptic uh, America, because I haven't played anything since The Last of Us Part Two, so I would be roaming around the the late 2030s, uh, avoiding the infected and avoiding fireflies and the WLF and the scars, and, and just trying to stay alive as I maybe hunt for some new guitar strings. What about you? Ooh. Where would you be? Uh, where would you be living? Um, the last game I actually played is one of my little comfort chill out games, which was Banished. Um, and so that actually has me set in like the 1500s, 1600s, like in a remote lush green valley, but I'm, you know, some average Joe that has to build a community from scratch. So I'm either in a mine cutting a tree on a farm. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> it might be nice. I might also get the plane. too bad. Who knows? Yeah. Alright, so so we'll sort of flip that question on its head and go, if you could live in any world from any video game, what would it be and why? Do you want to lead this one off or do you want me to sort of throw an idea? Uh, what's, what's your idea? Um, this is a tough one and see there's so many great universes out there, but I thought I thought you could go one of two ways. I thought you could go like Stardew Valley world and just have a nice relaxed farm life where there's obviously there's some dramas and some some pitfalls you could face when you go into the mines but it seems like an overall pretty pretty bright shiny area but but it's labor like it's work there is a lot of labor involved but working off the land you know i wouldn't mind getting some calluses and, and working mm -hmm. hands and, and all that as opposed to these soft salesman hands mm -hmm. but um otherwise 
I'd love to do sort of the, the Wild West, so Red Dead Redemption-esque uh, world, I think would be pretty cool. And then the other one, as I'm just thinking ahead, would be so you go the other direction, you go cyberpunk and you're in the, the near future and, yeah. and whatnot. But we don't know, of, we see how that world is and we see a lot of seedy underbelly, but yeah. I hope there's some some nice drama-free regions. So that's that's where I'm at. I'm jumping between those three. Yeah, because like, I want to say Destiny because I've always said the game, like just the environment, the like the galaxies in the distance, are just absolutely beautiful in that game. But like really, the galaxy's in turmoil, so I wouldn't get to enjoy it. So I, like I thought about it and I'm actually thinking maybe Pokemon. Oh, good call. Because there's cute creatures everywhere and you can actually like communicate with them. Like you can talk to them and they kind of get back to you. The food always looks good. And the like you don't really need a job or like you could have some really like easy throwaway job, like a Pokemon trainer or a flower person or, you know, like a, a nursery. You look after Pokemon. like. You can make serious bank just being a Pokemon. You just roll around your town, just beating people in battles yeah, exactly. and they just throw your money. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's probably one of the easiest ones. One thing on that regard, like, you never see them eating a Pokemon, do you? But apparently... Like, where do they get their meat from? Well, apparently they eat far-fetched. Look that up. Oh, that's, that's right. That's why he's holding a leek. They usually serve it with a leek. Well, there you go. And it's a food that comes to you with its side, like, or it's seasoned. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's such a, like there's so much darkness hidden amongst that game yeah. when you when or that franchise you know that anime or that film or whatever you want to sort of typecast it as it's yeah but I actually wouldn't mind living in uh, Pokemon World too mm. I'd love to be cruising around with little little animal sidekicks yeah let's... like if Winnie and Bentley could be my little Pokemon sidekicks and we just roll around fight people have a laugh yeah. and then just kick it at Pallet Town or whatever yeah, exactly and you know. You've got your bike, you can ride your bike around, and then apparently your bike turns into something that can paddle on the water. Life's great. Yeah, you can fly on your Pokemon, yeah. you can cut stuff. <laughs> just cut stuff? Just cut stuff, you, need you know? Scissors. Exactly. Just, hey, Pokemon, cut my paper. <laughs> All right. Have you ever broadcast yourself on Twitch, YouTube, etc., etc.? I, I did. I did for two weeks just to get my affiliate status so I could have my own emotes. <laughs> and you know what? You got there. And I got there. I like, I have thought about going back, which I, I might, but yeah, I, I've got my affiliate, so I've got my own emotes. <laughs> you know what? That's that's a win in my books. Yeah. That is a big win in my books. Um, but I'd say, yes, we have. Like, obviously, you can see our mugs and hear our voices on some various videos at our youtube.com forward slash we are 8-bit that's true and um have dabbled on a couple of charity streams things that we spoke of earlier in the show and then um yeah we did some did some streaming for a few months there uh rach and i with open house so yeah been uh been around the traps been on a few streams been on a few youtube videos so yeah can uh, can be found out there on the internet in, in the archive somewhere um speaking of archives going back into video game history is there uh, particular games or um, games in general maybe that have made you cry during your experience of playing them are you are you a crier in video games and if so um, what do you remember I like I try my best to avoid if I think I'm gonna cry in a video game so the biggest is like if a dog is a main character in the video game so I'm like I'm not gonna play that but the one that I actually remember like legit making me cry was um, I didn't play it um, I watched a playthrough of it. It's um, that Dragon Cancer. 
Um, oh, yeah. That story. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Like, because um, he won that award um, for the, for the, um, for the game or the story or mm -hmm. um and i was like okay well, i'm really curious about it because he's you know his speech was quite you know gut-wrenching like you're crying and every, everyone in the audience is crying i'm like okay i'll check it out oh my gosh oh like it it's a great story and it's you know but i bawled my eyes out <laughs> yeah i played through that game and it it mucked me up from very early in the piece mm -hmm. all the way through i think it ended up being maybe a a four hour run through i think maybe less potentially it wasn't a huge game but you're not playing it obviously for the longevity you're playing it for the the social commentary and the emotional impact mm. that it had so yeah that dragon cancer certainly comes to mind but truth be told i cried a lot of things i cried watching american idol the other night what? so um oh it was just there was a really really touching story on there and it just got me in the feels i don't know maybe i'm just a little bit sort of a bit raw and sensitive more than ever these days so um I do get, yeah got me i do get upset when facebook recommends those dodo videos of like abandoned dogs and then getting their you know next you know happy home oh yeah I, yeah it gets you it gets you and video games is the same like i i shed a few tears while playing the last of us part two oh. recently there's a lot of games any games with those big emotional payoffs or, or big emotional punches that get thrown typically typically stir something up in me and I, and I get a little bit sooky so um yeah, any game like that there's a pretty high chance that i might have shed a tear you know just a bit of bit of dust in the air at the time just gets me every time so uh yeah all right next question what is your favorite video game genre oh i mean i feel like it would be like first person shooter but then i also have that soft spot for like city builders simulators so mm -hmm. it'd have to be between those two yeah yeah no i can i can see that i'm i'm feeling sort of like action action adventure slash rpg is sort of typically where i uh find my comfort food so any any mixture of that like i love a good shooter love a good sim game don't mind the, the occasional sports game but yeah give me that action rpg adventure sort of mix and i'll be a very happy camper hmm. all right little bit of a different question keep trade cut so you've got to keep one of these trade away one of these and cut one of these uh, we're talking burgers pizza and chicken wings Ooh. this is tough because these things are pillars in the food community these are like deities that i worship on the regular <laughs> um <sighs> it's it's tough it wasn't hard for me I, okay i i'm almost like I'm, I'm gonna cut chicken wings. I love, 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 love chicken wings, I but they're they're gone. I don't care about chicken wings, so I've cut them. Okay. I cut them as well. You've cut them as well. I'm thinking I'm gonna keep burgers because that could encompass chicken burgers, beef burgers, and all the other side flavors. Okay. But I love pizza, so I I don't know what I'm trading pizza for, but I'm it, I'm keeping burgers. This is how it works, right? Because I said keep pizza. I like okay. I think keep pizza trade burgers and if you trade your pizza with my burger we trade like we trade them out like you know and we didn't even rehearse or no. discuss that question no. and it just worked out yeah. uh, all right that is a win that is a win I gotta ask too what's what's your go-to pizza topping oh people are gonna hate me I just I judge a place purely based on how they do like a cheesy garlic pizza 
<laughs> like if you no, I, I think that's valid I, if you can nail that then usually i'm okay to try everything else but i always my staple to try any new pizza place is just a cheese pizza cheese garlic pizza i love when you go to a pizza restaurant and you obviously you order a garlic bread in, in whatever form it comes but when they when it's a garlic pizza mm. as opposed to just you know a loaf or whatever it makes me so happy Mm. And I know that I'm onto a I'm onto a good thing before I even get to the main course. Yeah. So, mm. all right, next question: Do you prefer multiplayer games or to go solo? Mm, I think I prefer multiplayer because of like first-person shooters are usually just more fun, like with like friends and other people. Mm -hmm. But then, like my builder games are always solo. So, mm -hmm. depends on the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm similar, but ultimately I'd probably go solo. I love the big the big narrative i love the big journey that sort of evolution of the character and the high points and the low points and that big payoff mm. i love that but i also love the feeling of playing online shooters and stuff together and taking down a raid boss or, or winning a match a team death match or whatever it is mm. um next question do you prefer co-op or player versus player i I always had a soft spot for co-op, but I feel like co-op games are few and far between nowadays. So, but I'm going to still say co-op. If they existed still, I would say co-op. Yeah, I, I, and it's interesting because that, that game franchise that you adore so much, I think it's got a bit of both of this. Mm. Obviously, you got your player versus player and Crucible and, and Gambit and whatnot, but then you do have that co-op experience where you can roam around the, the planets together and, and kill the baddies. Mm. So. I'm, I'm more of a co-op guy myself. I love being able to, to sort of experience a story together or, yeah, knock off some bad guys and and share that journey. So uh, give me some co-op. <laughs> All right, so this next question, it's a little bit open-ended because it doesn't really define if they existed in the first place, but it says, if video games didn't exist anymore, what would you do? <laughs> so you could interpret this as they existed once and now they don't and we can be really sad or they never existed and it's just you never know. Yeah, well... If like video games have stopped existing, like I feel like I'm like, okay, what were the other hobbies that I kind of gave up on? <laughs> and the one that like I think of the most was like music, like learning a mm -hmm. musical instrument. If it was a case of like video games like never existed, so I don't, I don't know if that'd be possible because the reason why I learned the piano was to play the Final Fantasy X theme, <laughs> the Tizanigan. <laughs> so I don't know if I'd actually pick up the piano after that, <laughs> if that didn't exist. That's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you just start learning like theme song theme songs from television shows or something Some like jingles, that. Jingles, yeah. Bit of, bit of jingles, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I sort of thought similar. I thought I'd pick up an instrument. I always wanted to, to learn learn an instrument, probably like a, just the cliched old acoustic guitar. But yeah. I'd, I'd obviously then have no excuses not to learn a language. I've been saying I've wanted to learn French for, since, I don't know, since I was probably 20 years old. Mm. So get get a get a little bit of bilingual action going on mm, probably cook more probably read more all these all these things that are generally good and probably better for <laughs> you long term you know no video but games if, are great hand eye yeah. coordination social interaction muscle memory muscle memory yeah yeah it all the things depends. we convince like if, ourselves <laughs> yeah if if we knew they existed and then they're gone we'd probably have a big eulogy and we'd be mourning for quite a while yeah but if we never did the, yeah I'd, I'd just be doing we lots do of have like yeah like if it existed then then you have all your like clips and everything that you once had right yeah yeah mm. i'd say so maybe it's all just yeah in like a an e-library known as twitch or youtube true mm-hmm 
All right. Which video game character do you most wish you were like? Hmm. How about you first? This was a tough one. Because yeah. there's sort of like parts I like and dislike from so many characters. Mm-hmm. Um, like like the cliche Commander Shepard in Mass Effect. But then it's like, well, you can sort of shape that character how you want it to be as yeah. well. You can go Paragon Renegade. So you sort of almost become that character in essence anyway. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, maybe. You know, Geralt from The Witcher is just oh, a bit yeah. of a dude. Yeah. You know, I, I think Geralt's one of them because he's you know very no-nonsense, kicks a lot of ass. Yeah, straightforward. Um, very straightforward but he does have a bit of a heart you know his mm-hmm. relationship with Siri and, and Tristan Yen and, and other people in the in the franchise you can see he's got he's got a bit of heart behind that tough exterior so probably Geralt I think we could probably learn a few things from him he's very simple in life and yeah just no nonsense and yeah you know he says what he is and he is what he says so uh yeah I'm mm-hmm. gonna go with Geralt yeah this is a difficult one because you're kind of like you're trying to think like, do I want their personality traits? Do I want to just look like them? Do I want their power? Like, the only one I could think of like that's a good combo of everything that I, I personally would want to be. Um, I was thinking like Bayonetta, because um, like, it's like she's like the right combo of like sexy, sassy, badass, smart. Like, she's just a good like encompassing of all that. So. I think that she would be perfect, although I have always wanted to be a Goron from Zelda just because. Okay. Just round yeah, rock that. person hanging out, <laughs> <laughs> rolling just around whenever out. I want. Just hanging out, just yeah. Hanging living, out. living that best life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there, there's so many great characters you could draw from for that. Yeah. So uh, I don't think there's right or wrong answers. Listeners, if, if you got some feedback on which character you think you'd love to be most like or wish you were, hit us up. Hello at 8-Bit on the emails. Obviously, at we are 8-Bit on the socials. All right, next question. Who is your favorite video game villain and why? So, I got two here. Mm-hmm. I got uh, Mr... I had to sort of reference uh, and shout out Albert Wesker from the Resident Evil series, uh, who obviously, he led the, the Stars team in the original game, but we found out he was a double agent with Umbrella. Uh, he's been in so many Resident <laughs> Evil games, constantly scheming and plotting and just being a badass you end up killing him in like in resident evil 5 um with rockets and bullets and a volcano ultimately stops him like this dude cannot be killed uh so so albert wesker and his sunglasses and his very schlick hair Mm -hmm. but the other mention that i wanted to sort of highlight i'm gonna go the joker from the arkham series oh yeah voiced by mark hamill i just thought every time he was on state like on screen he was no stealing the stealing the stealing the spotlight like the cackle mm-hmm. the cackle that he had uh that laugh and demeanor he had was so good and mark hamill is such a very talented voice actor obviously very talented actor in his own right as well but mm. yeah the joke he just overshadowed everybody in that entire franchise i think yeah. and um mm, sign me up for some more psychotic Joker. A lot of people actually say that those games were actually about the Joker and not Batman at all. <laughs> like it was mostly Joker focused. So, but he did so like so good. Like I love like um, Asylum and City. Um, fantastic games. I'm I was trying to think like which like villain really like lasted with me. Like which one really made an impact. And I'm gonna say it was actually Vass Vass from Far Cry Three. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. He, he was a bit of a badass. Yeah. Like, like the character really felt, like, honest and, like, mm-hmm. really, like, was played perfectly. Like, I know the actor, like, 
he really got into that role like he's demo real like he 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 was him he was the character and they just went yep that's him and like the de- like that does that monologue the definition of insanity oh uh, yeah, yeah and one, just, one of the best pieces of writing in video games right there yeah yeah so he's just like evil charismatic and yeah he just had a really like lasting impression on me yeah no good yeah. call good good call indeed all right so moving on to the fourth last question Ooh. if you could have anyone guest on the hungry gamers who would it be and why oh. are we talking like real life or <laughs> I, either or I, I sort of went the real life route mm. so I, I sort of had three names I listed. Um, first one, Phil Spencer, just to, to keep up with my ribbing and, and sort of love affair with Phil. I just think mm-hmm. he's a dude and be cool to shoot the shit and then afterwards maybe maybe have that beer that he's been promising me for so long. Uh, Mike Patton is another one I wanted to mention, the, the front man from Faith No More who is also, you know, Mr. Bungle, Phantom Ass and Tomahawk and a gajillion other musical outlets. Uh, yeah, very, very polarizing figure in the musical space. One of the founders of the alternative genre. And then obviously now he's doing like musical scores and voice work. Like he did The Darkness, the score for The Darkness, that sort oh, of yeah. real uh, gangster demon-y game. And he, you know, voiced The Darkness, the demon thing itself. And then last one, obviously Donald Glover, I thought I'd oh, mention, who's yeah. just a very talented, talented son of a bitch. Um, still a little bit sore that he left community, but... Uh, you know, everything he does seems to turn to gold oh, and it'd just be cool to, to just talk and pick that guy's brain apart because he's just just a freak of nature as far as everything he does is just amazing, it feels like. So that's yeah. that's where I'm at. Yeah, um, I, those are really good choices because I was like trying to think of like people just in gaming and I it, it'd be good just to have like another female on the podcast. So I'm thinking of mm-hmm. like... Uh, Elise Williams from Funhouse, uh, just Jessica Chobot because you know she's been in the industry for quite some time. Even like Lucy from um, IGN, um, you know. Lucy O'Brien, yeah. yeah. So you know, just get some gals in here and you know get some get some perspective. Get some. Yeah. Do we, do we claim her as our own? I know she's from New she's Zealand, from New but Zealand. typical Australian way. Do we just claim her as we do <laughs> well, with yeah, New Zealanders? As we do with everything. Was it like Russell Crowe and? everyone else yeah we we claim Russell Crowe until he's being a bastard then he's yeah yeah. (laughs) related but completely unrelated to the show he released a video recently Russell Crowe did where he's um, explaining Aussie slang I don't know if you've watched it I got recommended to it and I was like no I think I'll pass on this (laughs) there there is some humdingers in there that that made me actually laugh out loud like um, it's cool to see and um, yeah, he's just getting old and, and more Ned Kelly-like by the day. But good on you, Russ. Ho- he- hopefully you and Tugger are still fighting around America or whatever it was from <laughs> South Park. Remember That's that? That's right, yeah. Oh, God. All right. The third last question. What's mm. more important to you in video games, action or story? I'm going to say action. Um, some games that depend on storytelling, it just like, it feels like a hurdle. Like it feels like sometimes they depend on it so much it just kind of stops the game in the tracks and I hate that um I prefer like like action games especially like you know where you can make your own story like it's up to you so yeah so I guess action that's valid yeah that's valid I'm I'm going I'm going with option b I'm a I'm a story narrative guy 
through and through. I, I agree with you if if they don't sort of execute the blend of, of gameplay and story, it can sort of bog itself down a little bit. Mm. But when it's executed well, my goodness gracious, does it does it just bring all the emotions to the to the surface? So uh, yeah, give me give me some good story. Mm. All right, the second last question: If you could have any video game character as your best friend, who would it be and why? Who's your best mate from video game land? I don't know, because like, I'm trying to like think, like I don't want anyone to overshadow me. I just want someone to kind of be supportive. You know what? I'm going to say Shax from Destiny. Sorry, another Destiny answer. Because <laughs> Shax is the ultimate hype guy. Like, for anyone that hasn't played it, I played Destiny, Shax does the voiceover for, like, Crucible, so PvP. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's just yelling, yes, get him, you've got it. Like, he's just constantly yelling in your ear when, you know, you're doing well. He'll let you know when he's disappointed when you haven't done well, but, oh, when you're doing well, he's your biggest hype man. And he's a hero, so he's big and badass, so he'll protect me when yeah. I need it. Yeah, he, he is a very imposing figure. Mm. Uh, and, and, yeah, he's just a badass. And I, I do I do agree that he, he does get those that blood and heart pumping um, when you are in those battles yeah. and, and how you're doing well. He's he, he's well portrayed, uh, that's for sure. He's certainly better than uh, Zavala, who I absolutely mm. despise. And being a Titan, it sucks that he's sort of our you know ruler of, of our respective guardian hey, sector. And it shits me. A, being a hunter ain't too great right now. We got no yeah, that's one. True. <laughs> well, you got a vacancy. You could maybe take that yeah, spot. Take it. This, this was a tough one. Because, yeah, I was trying to think, like, how how far down this rabbit hole do we go as far as would we be compatible? Would we get along? Or do you just want someone that's just, yeah, big and imposing and will do everything for you and keep you safe? So I initially had, like, someone like a Master Chief. Oh, but yeah. then I've sort of pivoted away from him and I thought Diva uh, from Overwatch because um, loves snacks, like me, loves playing video games. So I feel we'd get along really great got mechs and stuff who doesn't want to be cruising around in a big mech i don't know if i want to point this out but aren't you hanging out with a 16 year old girl oh no i forgot about that okay maybe not diva in the future okay. my age diva i don't know she might be older i just always thought yeah. she was like you know she, yeah, she has is, doritos is, and mountain juice so at least you got that yeah this this is early 30s diva now um yeah i probably should have thought more about that Maybe I'm just going to say someone now like Arthur Marsden from Red Dead Redemption 2 then because yeah. he's just an old grizzled dude. We can get on some chewing tobacco, drink some whiskey, shoot some stuff, yeah, hang out and reminisce. Because, yeah. yeah, I'm certainly not hanging out with any 16-year-olds, that's for sure. Let's uh, strike this from the record. <laughs> All right, moving on to the last question before I dig myself any deeper. Would you give up video games for life and receive a hefty sum in cash or would you refuse the money so you could you could define the amount of money that would make you give up video games or do you feel that there's no amount of money in the world that could make you stop playing video games forever it's, this even is... like mobile games so we can't sort of say oh i can still play some stuff on my phone i don't really no gaming i don't really play any mobile games like the thing is, is that this has been a part of my life for as long as I can remember and just say suddenly, like, stop, like, you know, stop eating pizza, like, don't have coke ever again in your life. Uh, the drink, by the way. Um, 
<laughs> like it's just to stop it instantly is just like it's hard to think about and even if you you know any other person that maybe isn't into video games would go uh yeah you take the freaking money um it's just it's a difficult thing because you can't how do you eliminate that part of your life just stop, yeah stop it dead in its, it's tracks yeah because it is very much part of our respective identities mm. you know this is this is something that we've been engrossed and immersed in since we could walk almost you would say mm. you know 30 something years of gaming uh is is a lot and, and we don't even know be what a lot too. we'd be missing out on in the future yeah see and if if there was a way you could say you never played again but you, i guess you were um aloof to what comes out in the future like you weren't paraded with here's the new platform and the new games and whatever else if you could sort of have like this ignorant lifestyle where you never saw that that would be all right but yeah when you're seeing all this this new stuff and keanu reeves still jumping on an e3 stage in 20 years time <laughs> um a lot of fomo would occur but it would have to be a hefty sum i could do it but it would have to be like millions upon millions where i could have just that amount of money that i could be just traveling all the time doing all these just outlandish things to keep me distracted enough to not be thinking about playing the witcher 10 or mass effect 20 or whatever it might be it'd have to be a lot like a lot beyond a lot beyond a lot because i've always said that i can see myself still playing like video games when i'm old and like decrepit um like i still believe vr is going to be something that like us elderly video gamers will be using in the future like you know just to just simulate like just being somewhere you know like I don't know. It it has to be a crazy amount, and even then, I'm still like not sure. So yeah, the, pro it's, the problem, it's a tough one. Yeah, the the money would have to be crazy. So I'm saying, in this like, let's just say it was a million dollars, I'd probably still have to maybe say no because that doesn't get you a yeah. lot nowadays. Like maybe a house. No, that doesn't last very far. <laughs> a house and maybe a car. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I thought something like you know, 50 million or something oh, like that's just, a hefty sum mm. and you could do a lot with 50 million. You could also burn it very quick, but you could hypothetically live for the rest of your days pretty comfortably comfortable off, life, yeah. off of 50 million. So, yeah. so that's where I'm at. Yeah. Unless we go down that like Ready Player One route where yeah, everything does then get embedded into technology. And you're just out there like, oh, I can't yeah, do it. <laughs> you can't participate. You're just hanging out, sitting there reading a magazine. <laughs> Oh well, but yeah, that uh, that brings us to the end of the questions. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was fun, and um, I think it's something we could maybe look at implementing for future episodes, where we maybe tackle a question that could be related or unrelated to games mm -hmm. during future episodes. Uh, whether we tie it in to get get our our patrons our patreons to give us those questions initially or you, you know submit them through the discord or email whatever medium we'll work that out but i think maybe we'll we'll sort of look at bringing in a regular sort of uh question or listener based segment to maybe close out future episodes so um that was maybe just a little bit of a taste of what's to come a in the future sampler. yeah a little sampler but yeah if you've got any any feedback any questions any any answers to some of those questions, obviously, hello at 8bit.net on those emails. Uh, we are 8bit on the socials. Or you could hit us up uh, individually at Miss Ali Hart or at Brendan 8bit. Yeah, send us, send us those questions. Send us those hot takes. Send us those uh, responses to some of those questions we just threw around then. So we'd love to hear from you. But yeah, that sort of um, 
wraps up that part. We've got a little final segment to go. What do you reckon? Yeah, we'll jump into that now. Let's do it. I thought we'd uh, sort of change things up and um, end with, with one last uh, Twitter response here. Uh, and this comes via way of Don Fisher, who's at Dodgy Don Gaming on the Twitters. And uh, he has said, THG is as addictive as meth. As disappointed as I was when Salim TD had to step aside, you and Miss Ali Hart have taken the podcast from strength to strength since. The revolving door of special guests and bonus game show episodes keep things fresh. Keep killing it, legends. And shout out to the time I had a multi-episode long rivalry with NATO in the Apple reviews. They were some five-star episodes. Hashtag, I wish I didn't know NATO. Hashtag, I'm glad I know NATO. Wow, we finally got some closure. <laughs> we did. It's it's only taken 18 months or so to, to get to the bottom of uh, where those <laughs> reviews come from. And um, yeah, Don Fisher at Dodgy Don Gaming has uh, stepped out of the shadows and went, yep, that was me causing this beef. But uh, he owns it and uh, we appreciate that. And um, yeah, thanks for the very kind words. <laughs> It's probably one of my favorite, like one of our little arcs that kind of continues on through episodes, like, you know, little, you know, little bits was that. And I just, now, now we have closure. Now we know who it was, who the mystery person was. was dodgy great. Don Gaming. <laughs> looking at his, looking at his display pic on Twitter. He doesn't look too dodgy. He looks like a good bloke. I appreciate also the, the blue Bond singlet, like the, the trucky Shearer singlet he's repping in there too. I used to love wearing those. I still do. Hey. They're comfy as fuck. They are. They are indeed. And um, this episode, number 200, has been comfy as fuck. It's been quite the journey, quite the uh, mm. reflective experience. And um, yeah, really appreciate everyone for sending their questions, their memories in, and just being general good people and taking the time out of their day to uh, yeah share in this, uh, this massive big milestone for us. Uh, Miss Hart, it's, it's been a ride. <laughs> 200 episodes. But it's it still crazy. doesn't feel like it, you know? No. <laughs> no, like 200 episodes, like, on paper, if, if looks like a lot. But, like, I mean, like we've continually said, this just feels like friends just chatting. So who's yeah. counting, you know? Yeah, yeah. Certainly, uh, certainly not us, uh, even though we know that this is episode 200 of the THG Mainline <laughs> series. But... Yeah, it's it's been a journey and yeah, as as a sort of we've touched on where we where we began and where we are now and you know, Reese helping get us so far and then Dream helping us get further and then um you know, life gets in the way and, and people need to prioritize and shift their focus. So so we do miss having those those guys and their opinions on the show and, and hopefully we'll we'll get them on for some future episodes and, and riff about old times and, and talk about that video game content you you love to come to us for. But yeah, Miss Hart, it's it's been an honor to uh to get to the big two hundo with you and yeah, we'll see what the future holds and um mm -hmm. if we can get to get to that thousand and um be talking with our colostomy bags and walkers and everything in conjunction with whatever platform we're playing at the time, the PlayStation 60 by then, I don't know. Maybe but we'll um, be like podcasting in VR. Oh, yeah. And we just sort of think the thoughts, like don't even have to speak. It's just a little chip in your head and it transmits it out there into a podcast form. Look forward to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, just as long as it doesn't grab some of the other thoughts running around our respective heads because the podcast <laughs> uh -oh. would become... Very interesting content then if it's not already. But uh, 
Yeah, it's uh, it's been our longest episode we've had for a while, clocking in at yeah. nearly uh, no one hour, one and uh, three quarter hours. So uh, it's been fun, and that's what this is about. I think just having fun, and it's it's yeah. great that we can get on here and riff and have a laugh, share some stories, throw some throw some opinions around if they're correct or incorrect. Who knows? But we at least uh, at least having a go. And um, yeah, here's to here's to two hundred more. Here's to two hundred more. Mm. Anything else you want to say before we maybe close uh, close this beast down for another week? Yeah, just um, once again, thank you to every listener, every person that's downloaded, every person that's interacted with us and communicated with us, everyone that's done a review, everyone that like took the time to send something in today. Um, you are all extremely important to us and, you know, I'm sure a lot of you don't understand how how really important you are you are to us um you know we do this because you know we're passionate about it and we you know we're great friends and it's always a good excuse just to shoot the shit but without you guys you know that that momentum that heart that soul just wouldn't be there so thank you to everyone that has supported us all along this way um yeah we we love you couldn't have said it better if I tried. So uh, yeah, I think we'll just leave it at that. Those those words, I think, perfectly summarize what we're about and what we want to do. And yeah, I think I think we're just thankful for for everyone being on this journey for us. Uh, for for the ones that have been there since day one that are still here now. Thank you, and for the ones that have found us later. Thank you, and for the ones that have found us and fallen away and maybe come back another day. Thank you again because yeah, it means the world to us. And um, yeah, we're we're just. Just a couple of people talking about video games, you know, having a laugh and sharing some stories, and and yeah, we appreciate you coming along for the for the journey. But yeah, until next week, where we're coming back to our regular program with episode two hundred one. There has been so much news the past few weeks, uh, so it might be a little bit of a, a delayed news cycle to try and catch up on some of those uh those big stories that have popped up the last fortnight. But yeah, yeah until next week, Ape Nation, much love and thank you. And stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Shout out to Chuck Fresh too for that uh, that smooth delivery on our uh, on our sound bites. We really shouldn't have something that sounds so good. It makes us sound shit. <laughs> we love you, Chuck. Love you.